0: I think I'm doing those eyes. <laughs> I think I'm in love.
1: It was terrifying. The pain, the the fear of being eaten. I
2: was drowning at the same time. I just accepted that I was going to die. Was there a bit of fan for you when he came on? Oh, huge! And you know, I did not try to hide. I <laughs> did not try to hide at all. Out of the box with Serge Niggas on FBI. Thanks to Alex Pye, as always, on Mornings for bringing us the best in Sydney music and culture news. If you missed any of the tracks she played, you can head to fbiradio.com, go to Mornings page and check it out there. But look, before we get cracking it out of the box today, you, our audience, are the lifeblood of our station here at FBI. This station basically runs off two things, your support and some incredibly dedicated and passionate young volunteers, doing everything basically scot-free just to celebrate a bit of good music and culture and arts. So if you like any of those things, or if you like prizes, give us a call on 833 229 833 22945 to sign up or renew your membership as a supporter for the station for as little as 10 bucks it can go a long way in keeping this golden station on air but look today on out of the box though i'm joined by jeff Kahn. jeff is a curator and a writer working across performance dance and visual arts but he's got a particular interest in interdisciplinary projects and site specific and socially engaged practices He's created some incredible art festivals around the world and he even worked at the Guggenheim in New York. But more importantly, he's currently the creative director of Live Works Festival, which is calling itself the most ambitious annual showcase of experimental art and performance in Sydney. So, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on Out of the Box. Thanks so much for having me. It's very exciting. No worries at all. Now, look, you've actually done quite a bit of work in community radio before, so can you... Give our audience a bit of an, a reason to want to sign up for community radio stations and support us.
3: Yeah, well, I just think FBI is such an important institution in Sydney. I mean, it connects people to everything that's going on in arts, culture and music. And um, I love community radio. And I've lived in Perth, Sydney and Melbourne. And I've been involved in all of the community radio stations doing segments and um, and doing uh, being involved in programs. And I've always been a supporter of those stations because... You know, they are where you go to, to find out what's happening they um, are, you know, they always play the best music, but they also support the artists of those cities and being a curator, I think, you know, it's really, really important to have those institutions that support artists 100% and where artists have a platform to kind of connect with, with a broader community and broader audience. So for all of those reasons, I think people should definitely throw their support by, behind FBI.
2: 100%. That number again is eight triple three double two nine four five eight. Triple three, double two, nine, four, five. Now, look, you grew up in Perth and, you know, some people compare Perth to like a cultural wasteland in many ways. It's so far away. There's not a million people there. But then, you know, there are some incredible artists and incredible musicians in a place like that. Nick Allbrook from Taming Parlor and Pond actually wrote this essay called Pretty Flowers Always Growing Shit. And it was about this idea that a place like Perth that seems so culturally void, actually can produce such creativity. I mean, what was your experience in that sense? Because obviously being so artistic yourself.
3: Yeah, well, Perth is actually the most isolated industrial capital city in the world. So um, it's millions of miles away from everywhere. And there's this real sense that you have in Perth growing up there as a creative person. And there are so many creative people. There's amazing music scenes and art scenes there but you really acutely feel that isolation. And I remember feeling like in my sort of teenage years and early 20s that you could make the absolute best artwork in the world, you could do the best project, you could record the best song um, and nobody would be looking at it from anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, Perth and uh, Sydney and Melbourne aren't looking at Perth, the rest of the world isn't looking at Perth. So there's this kind of sense of, of melancholy but i think you know in a way it pushes people to be more creative and be more connected themselves and you have to work harder to be aware of what's going on in other places and make those connections yourself because nobody else is going to make them for you so i think that's why perth has always had an amazing art scene people are making the most incredible stuff there and it has this incredible music scene And a big part of that in Perth for me was RTR, which is the community radio station there, probably the closest equivalent for FBI. And um, through sort of listening to RTR and through going to gigs that they organised and, you know, listening to their what's ons and they were always interested in what's going on in the art scene, um, it just helps you feel much more connected to, to culture and makes you feel like what you're doing matters and that people are listening and that it's important. And um, so that's always been a really sort of, you know, critical institution in Perth for me and sort of, you know, in that way that radio just helps you feel a little bit less lonely and a little bit less, you know, isolated in the world.
2: And in that regard, I mean, what were some of the, the music choices that you would like to listen to over there, the things that really got you ticking that it were very Perth?
3: Yeah, well, Perth, I mean... Always had the most uh, amazing kind of music scene from um, incredible electronic music, like this band that I've just been listening to called Crooked Colors. When I was growing up, it was bands like um, Cinema Prague and um, you know Eskimo Joe, who became really huge. But you know, there's just been this consistent amazing kind of um, band scene, and as a result, one of the things that you can do in Perth always is go to incredible all ages gigs when you're a teenager, and I think having access to you know your own culture of bands who are making incredible music, who you can connect with by um going to see them super regularly supported by local radio stations you know, that's what creates a sense of culture and a sense of connectedness with people. And so that was so important to me growing up. And I go back to Perth regularly. I go back for Christmas every year and I've been going back for a few little festival and curatorial projects. And the first thing I do when I jump in my car, because you have to drive everywhere in Perth, is um, put on RTR and sort of tune back into to what's happening um, in the local music scene.
2: So are you going to play something for us from Perth then a Perth artist what are you Yeah
3: got? this is another band I discovered l- last time when I went back for Christmas this year and literally jumped in the car and turned on um turned on RTR and they were playing this amazing song and I shazammed it and sure enough it ended up being from a local Perth band called um, Dream Rimmy. and the song's called Landslide Um, and not only is it a great piece of local Perth music but it's somehow also um, it's incredibly summery it captures that vibe you know that Perth does like nowhere else where the summers are long and hot and beachy and they have this really kind of dreamy quality to them, which I think is another um, result of the isolation in lots of ways. Um, Feeling like you're at the end of the world can be a really sad experience, but it can also be really liberating when you're in your car and you're driving down the coast and you've got the radio
2: on and you kind of have this incredible summer all to yourself. Amazing. Well while you're listening to this guys, why don't you feel free to give us a call on eight triple three double two nine four five and sign up to help support this station? We are going for gold here at FBI Radio.
4: Answer.
2: Listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus. And if you're not a supporter of FBI, you can give us a call now on 833 22945. And for as little as 10 bucks a month, you can really do a lot for us and go a long way in helping us keep this great station on air, this golden station. But look, my guest on the show today is festival curator and interdisciplinary artist, Jeff Kahn. Now, talking about funding, it's actually kind of an easy segue this one. I mean, arts just generally doesn't necessarily. Flourish when it comes to funding, it can struggle at times. It's hard to actually pull money into the realm. Unlike, say, for sport, for example, which often gets kind of overfunded quite a lot, or at least, at least not overfunded. At least we could balance it out maybe with arts. But I mean, what are your experiences like? That having to work in that field?
3: Yeah, it's a really two-sided coin because, like, it is a, such a privilege to be working with create creativity and creative people all the time, and to be not tied to a job that you know has to generate profit. It's about ideas and it's about connecting people together and supporting artists to make work but I guess the flip side of that is it's also a really precarious world to live in and you're always struggling to pull together the resources to do what you do you're always having to justify yourself to funders to find more money um, to you know it can be really sort of tough and put a lot of pressure on you and of course the money is not great for all of us we're all in it for the love so you know there is that side of it that I think you know especially for artists, but also for people working in the arts. It's, it's a love job. And um, it means that sort of sometimes, you know, life's a bit tough and you have struggles that, um, that not many other people out there in the world are experiencing. And I mean, how does that affect you personally? Like you, I mean, does it get to you ever? Yeah. I mean, I think it, you put yourself on the line with every single project you do and, when it's about creativity and putting your ideas out there, you do feel very exposed and very vulnerable. So I think when things don't go well or, you know, it's especially challenging because it is your professional life, but it also feels very
2: personal because there is a big part of you that's in the work. And I mean, look, like looking at the music that we've got in here, you have brought a song on today that really kind of got to you at a point in time where this was very pertinent to you. Yeah, I, it was a few years ago and um,
3: I don't know if many people follow the fascinating world of arts funding but there was <laughs> a big a big collapse a few years ago when um, the federal government removed a whole lot of funding from the Australia Council and organisations like mine um, were in a lot of trouble and facing potential defunding or having to reapply for our funding or big reductions in funding as, as was our case and um, so it was a real crossroads um, for us at the exact time that we were setting up a brand new festival and trying to do something that was really ambitious and in lots of ways much bigger than we'd ever done. And, you know, I'm the artistic director of the organization, but I'm also the CEO. So I'm the end of the line in terms of managing that process. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of us in the arts were like looking into the face of oblivion at that point, and um, and we were looking into oblivion at right at the point where we had to be most confident about this great new festival um, that we were creating, not knowing, in actual fact, if we were going to be around to run it in a couple of years' time. So that, of course, was personally really tough to deal with, and I guess it just came at a time where I'd been living in Sydney for a few years. I was finding life in Sydney pretty tough. It's a pretty expensive city and a pretty brutal city to live in, in lots of ways. So I just felt like I was being hammered from all sides. Um, and so I took a little break, I took a holiday. And, um, one of the things I wanted to do was attend a festival in Portland, in Oregon, um, just in this process of building a festival ourselves in Sydney and seeing how other people do it and sort of, uh, Um, sort of really refreshing the kind of idea side of what I do Um, and so in order to do that I took a two-week holiday and drove myself from LA to Portland over two weeks um, just jumped in a rental car and completely alone drove up the west coast of the states um, and and did this incredible road trip to the festival
2: that's amazing And so what's the song you're going to bring on for us?
3: Uh, The song is called um, Down, Down the Deep River, and it's by Ockerville River. And amazingly, this car, like American radio is really bad, so I actually (laughs) um, only had a CD player in the car, so I stopped off at a a, a record store in LA and bought a whole bunch of CDs. And um, this uh, Ockerville River album, The Silver Gymnasium, was one of them, and it really became the soundtrack to that road trip. And the song Down, Down the Deep River... which was my favorite song on that album. And it brings back that time really vividly every single time. Um, It's kind of about the singer's childhood and all these kind of traumatic childhood memories um, that kind of shaped who he is. Um, And it kind of looks back both like being really honest about the trauma, but also with this sense of real wonder and magic of childhood. So for me, the song is about sort of looking at traumatic or uncomfortable things that might happen to you in your life and be able to um, look at them with a sense of wonder and look at how they've made you the person that you are. And so for me, you know, listening to that song on this road trip where I was at a bit of a personal crossroads and I was processing a lot of things, um, it just helped um, open me back up and recharge me and refresh me and look at those struggles um, I guess from
2: a bit of a different perspective. Well look if you don't want to listen to crap American radio when you're over in the States doing a trip like Jeff then you should sign up to be a supporter of FBI right now on 833 so you can stream FBI on digital and then not have to listen to crappy American radio stations. Much recommended. (laughs) Here it is and this is Ockerville River and down down the deep river. It's not alright You're listening to Out of the Box on FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus. And if you're not a supporter of FBI, give us a call now on 833-222-945 and sign up to help us stay on air. But look, my guest on Out of the Box today is festival creator and artist Jeff Kahn. Now, look, the next one you've brought on, you've brought it on because you said you're a feminist. Please explain. Yeah, well,
3: I think it's the responsibility of every man to engage with uh, feminism. Um, I proudly call myself a feminist. i a feminist. I just think, uh, you know, particularly right now, uh, we're in this moment where we're seeing the Me Too campaign, um, like, wash across social media, which is this amazing outpouring of of, um, women telling the very horrific truth about what's happened to them in the past, but I think you know, it shouldn't be on those women to, to fix this situation. It's a situation about uh, sort of male attitudes and male violence towards women. So I think, you know, I would much rather see the men come out and um, state their support and state what, you know, how they're going to sort of change their behaviour, call each other out, support the women in their lives. So I think feminism is... A issue for every man to deal with, and I think I believe in um, equality of sexes, genders. I'm not a person who believes in binary gender and sexuality, but I just think it's everybody's responsibility to make sure everyone's treated equally and um, to actively work towards that. Because I think when you do nothing the status quo doesn't change. So I think it's the responsibility actually of every man to think about feminism and how it impacts on their lives and how they can make life better for, for the community and the humans around
2: them. It's definitely true. There's no question about it. I couldn't argue with it myself. I think that I implore everyone else to do the same thing. Now, look, PJ Harvey, Good Fortune, I mean, it's a cracker of a song. I mean, how, how do you interpret this track yourself deeply?
3: Um, PJ Harvey is just like, An amazing musician, an amazing vocalist, and I think I chose this track Um, to talk about feminism because I think she is someone who's just unapologetically herself and who is not afraid to be vulnerable, not afraid to be strong and angry, um, you know, and her music really reflects that spectrum of human experiences. So it's about, um, you know, her, you know, asserting her own power, but also as a human being and not just as a sort of woman grappling with traditional ideas of femininity. And Good Fortune is just such a kind of It's such an optimistic song, and it's a song where she is just really in control of her life and just sort of, I guess, basking in sort of, you know, just being at ease in the world. And I think that's what uh, that's what that's the world that we should be working towards.
4: Through my bad fortune.
2: My name is Serge Negus, and it's a uh, current supporter drive right now on the station here at FBI, a very dedicated community-run radio station, which really can only stay in moment with the support of all of you our audience so if you really do want to help st- keep this station on air just call into 833 22945 and for just a lowly 10 bucks a month you can keep this station on air but look my guest out of the box today is festival curator and artist jeff Kahn. now look the next song you've got on for us today is one that you know it's kind of from your teenage years growing up in perth it's a bit of a cracker new order true faith i mean when did you discover this song
3: um, I probably discovered it when I was about 15 in the early 90s and it was already about 10 years old and I guess everyone has those songs from their teenage years that like just stay with them and it's probably one of the handful of songs from that time that I'm still like happy to sort of stand by and are uh, not embarrassed about listening to um, but I guess new order for me um, it was right at the time that I was discovering indie music i was into some pretty bad cheesy radio pop up to that point and um i guess new to order a band that um kind of straddles both worlds they're a kind of pop band but they also are a really really important indie band and in the early days of electronic music in the 80s and i think true faith this particular song is also a song that um there's quite a, it's, it's quite a lot of angst but it's angst expressed very beautifully so I think all of those things about being a teenager and sort of not being sure of your place in the world and particularly I guess for me in Perth with this kind of sense of isolation. And, um, I think I was probably, I didn't know it yet, but I was grappling with being queer. Um, and so all of those things kind of, you know, I tapped into through listening to this song and also the album substance, which I think is the best new order album of all time. Um, but I guess it's one of those songs that was, uh, just got me through a lot of teen angst and, um, still, you know, takes me back to that place
2: when I listen to it. Fair enough. Let's whack it on. This is New Auto and True Faith. You're listening to Out of Box and FBI Radio. It is our supporter drive, so do give us a call and sign up on 833 Here you go. You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio, my name is Serge Negus and my guest on the show today is Jeff Kahn, he's a festival curator and an interdisciplinary artist and uh, look we've been talking about some pretty fascinating things when it comes to art but I mean one thing that definitely sticks out as an artist is finding places to gain inspiration, I mean it's a critical part of it right but you know where do you gain most of your inspiration from? Yeah, well, it's certainly not working at the desk nine to five, which yeah, is what I enough.
3: have to be doing most of the time as a as an artistic director. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of administration involved in being a curator and, and um, not as much sort of wildness and creativity as a lot of people might hope it on a day-to-day level. And so for me, it's always been really important to have these um, spaces where I I get away and I get away from the desk. And I've been very lucky in the last few years to do a lot of travel with work. Um, but I think it's at those times where you don't have like a list of things to do or a list of tasks to get through. And, you know, you're not even focused on the task at hand in a way where you go into these kind of more dream states and your mind gets open to new experiences. And so, um, Yeah. Travel is always a really big thing for me and getting into these sort of really alien other kind of places and just having experiences that I would never have in Sydney. I certainly wouldn't have in the office and um, I, I really totally
2: outside your day to day life. So the next song that you've got that reminds you of one of these times in particular is Over by Gus Gus, is it? Yeah, yeah, Gus Gus or Gus, Gus yeah. in
3: Icelandic. I'm not also quite it's sure. it's Icelandic artists. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're an Icelandic band. Okay. Yeah, so um, I guess I did this amazing road trip in Iceland um, in 2014 and I had an f- artist friend who was on a residency there at the time um, and I sort of dropped her a line and said, hey, are you over there? She said, yes, come, we'll get in a car, we'll just hit the road for a week. And we hit the road for a week and just drove all over Iceland. And it was just the most phenomenal landscape I've ever seen. I felt like I was on the moon. I just couldn't comprehend all of this extreme nature, like mountain ranges, everything covered in snow, volcanic lava bubbling up from the earth. And, you know, we were listening to this Icelandic band and suddenly I kind of understood the music and the kind of the kind of sounds and the textures in this song over by Gus Gus seem to really match the extremeness of the landscape. And it was this perfect fit. And I was like, oh, wow, I sort of, I'm seeing both the music and and the landscape in a whole new way. And, you know, a lot of the other Icelandic music, like um, some of the Björk stuff from Homogenic, all of a sudden, um, it just made sense in relationship to the landscape I was seeing. And obviously, all of that creativity from Iceland is, is it's really weird and wild and unusual um and it was great to see sort of where that came from in a way and so i guess that is um that's a kind of experience that's always stayed with me and again i just found super inspiring on lots of levels and really sort of i guess recharged my creative batteries
5: day. They...
2: You're listening to Out of the Box and FBI Radio. My name is Serge Negus and on my show today, there has been an incredible guy here sitting with me. His name's Jeff Kahn. He's an interdisciplinary artist and a festival curator who's running the festival Live Works here in Sydney that's running all this week and this weekend. But look, before we get stuck into a bit about the festival, I do also want to talk to you about when you actually arrived here in Sydney because it was a massive change of scene for you. But the discovery of an incredible queer scene here really made it all worthwhile, I guess, for you, didn't it?
3: Yeah. It was really like one of my earliest memories of moving to Sydney. And I think one of the most important things that happened to me. And, um, I mean, Melbourne, I'd been living it for nine years and I love Melbourne. I still love it, but, um, it is a place that is, it's quite, um, people are very reserved and there's a certain aspect to it that people are quite buttoned up and, uh, and, um, you know, not sort of uh, overly forthcoming or, you know, uh, friendly with strangers or or any of that kind of thing. And I think one of the first events that I went to when I moved to Sydney, about a month later, it was Mardi Gras. And I didn't go to the official Mardi Gras party, but I went to this alternative party organized by stereogamists, Johnny, Johnny um, Seymour and Paul Mack. Um, and the party, I think, was called Trans Homo Les Press. And it was at the Oxford oh, wow, Arts name. Factory. Yeah, it's <laughs> a greatest party name ever. Um, and it was just this phenomenal party. It was like the music they played was absolutely incredible, but so eclectic as well. They're sort of electronic. DJs, but in the middle of the party, Faker, the indie rock band did a set. It was really wild. And the crowd was incredible. And I think some of the kind of queer scenes that I've experienced in Melbourne are very segregated. It's either parties for boys or parties for girls, and they don't mix. And this party was men, women, trans people, people of all ages, from people in their 20s to people in their 60s. I made about 50 new friends that night. It was just this incredible sense of community, um, this really wild kind of diversity, and I feel like it was just a scene that that embraces you. And um, it totally, you know flipped my idea of what a queer scene could be and what queer community was and um, I think I feel like from that point I immediately became part of that community and um, you know have so many friendships um, so many relationships that revolve around that scene um, and that sense of family that you have when you're at those parties and also the amazing creativity of all of the sort of amazing artists and, and creative people who come out of that scene who've influenced the work that I do here in Sydney as a curator.
2: Now, these guys are going to be actually all they're involved in, in this weekend's festival, aren't they?
3: Yeah, yeah. So they, we have been running together, um, Johnny and Paul and I, um, an event called Day for Night, which is a, a 12 hour event. Um, performance and party event that brings together a whole bunch of um, queer artists to do performances through the day and as the day becomes night the space turns into a huge dance party where those artists continue their performance artworks but in this kind of different scene of of a dance party so it's it transforms from day to night into from a theater to a dance party um we have some really amazing queer um, performance artists and musicians that are involved and johnny and paul as stereogramists kind of provide the soundtrack to the whole thing so they they compose soundtracks to the artists works but they also dj the party so it's a really important collaboration i guess between them as these kind of musicians and and people who have been organizing these parties for over 20 years in sydney and me as a sort of curator um, bringing the sort of contemporary art scene into the into that party environment
2: Well, Jeff, it sounds like it's going to be an incredible festival. Thank you so much for coming on Out of the Box. And look, if people do want to get involved and check out the festival, how do they do that?
3: Just check out our website, performancespace.com.au. That has all every single event that's happening in the festival as well as day for night. Um, You can buy tickets. You can find out more about the artists. And really, um, from Wednesday this week until Sunday, there's about five different events per night. So the invitation is take a chance on something that you might not ordinarily do and just come and spend the night with us at the festival.
2: Sounds amazing and look if you do like prizes anyone out there that's listening right now you can win a heap of weekly and daily prizes here at FBI if you do sign up to become a supporter or a union membership so do give us a call on 833-222-945 and some of our lovely volunteers here at the station will take your order sign you back up for a lowly 10 bucks a month and, uh, and you can go in the pool to win a bunch of prizes so you may as well See you later.
5: For myself, the beauty you beheld belongs to you as well, it's just a reflection of you.